We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Welcome to another Kilkenny Today. I'm Declan Gibbons and I look forward to the pleasure of your company throughout the programme today. We've got lots to talk about. In a few moments I'll be talking to a firefighter who's known as the Running Fireman and he'll be telling me what he's running for next. We also hope to hear about an update about Saver Kilkenny which is of course virtual this year. We'll be talking to the chairman of Kilkenny Tourism, Brian Turrell, about the resilience in the hospitality sector across Kilkenny. And then later we'll speak to Bishop Michael Burroughs, the Bishop of Cashel, Ossery and Ferns, Church of Ireland Bishop, about a very interesting project that he's gone on, got going on and is underway since last Friday. Our text line number as always is 086-353-7782. If there's any comments or if there's anything you'd like to make us aware of, we would be absolutely delighted to hear from you. 86 353 Now, my first guest this afternoon is uh, as the running fireman. He's known as Alex O'Shea. And I'll say hello to him now. Hello, Alex. Hello, Declan. Um, Alex, I was reading about your your um, ventures so far and I was just worn out just looking at them and feeling very, very inadequate altogether. Um, you take this in your stride. Um, I've took on a few big challenges um, over the years, I suppose, yeah. So, listen, tell me about your latest one, because you have done, what, many, many marathons. You did the 32 marathons in 32 counties, and I remember that, that gained a huge national profile, and, and not surprisingly, because it was an extraordinary feat. Yeah, um, I suppose it's been about every two years or so now I've kind of taken on a challenge for the Irish Guide Dogs, the first one was back in 2014 when I put on my fire gear and I ran in the Cork City Marathon for my first ever marathon. And I crossed the finish line in a time of uh, 3 hours, 41 minutes, 10 seconds, taking nearly an hour off the existing Guinness World Record. In, and in, in fire gear? Yeah, fire boots, pants jacket helmet. And um, before then, I hadn't done a marathon. Um, I gave it a year's training, so I did take it quite serious. And it just opened the floodgates of possibility. Yeah. People told me about these other races, these longer distance races, different types of endurance events um, that I wasn't aware of. And I was very fortunate enough. I've gone on now to represent Ireland at both 100-kilometer races and 24-hour running. Um, so I've always gone back every two years or so to the guide dogs with various challenges to see could we raise some funds for them. And what's the carrot, Alex? Is it is it wanting to push yourself or the cause or a combination of both? Um, up until recently, I suppose it was always, the challenges were always very much about me being to the front and me making big claims saying, look, I'm taking on this huge challenge and if something went wrong, it was very much down to me. Um, but this one is totally different. You know, I can't go out, I can't run these big challenges in the climate we're in. Um, I'm a full-time firefighter. I have four young kids. My wife works full-time. 
Um, so we're juggling a lot. And I understand, you know, like every other household, the kids, when they weren't at school, we were under a lot of pressure. Even though they are at school, they're missing buddies, they're missing training for various things. Yeah. So I suppose I just came up with a more family-friendly challenge. Um, I'm the one in the background, I suppose, doing a lot of the logistics. Um, I'll be running away, contributing my miles, my f- I'm going out on family walks. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not the front man. Um, we're all in it together. Anyone that takes part um, has a say in the challenge and how it kind of uh, evolves and the route that Rover will take. Okay, well, let's tell people about that challenge because you're asking the public effectively to help you t- to take on a virtual around-the-world challenge in 80 days in aid of the Irish Guide Dogs. And you're asking people, in essence, if you can fill in the, the blanks, um, Alex, but uh, to record their walks, runs and cycles to help you and the guide dog rover uh, to get yeah, around the we, globe. We basically created our challenge mascot. So we've um, we've a little cartoon of rover, and we're in theory we're moving rover around the world. Um, but rover can only move forward if people put the miles and kilometres in. So if they send them to me on www.facebook.com backslash challenge alex, um, we tot up the miles each day or kilometres and we move Rover that distance. So, for instance, Rover started last Friday in Cork. He made his way to Ross Lair. He got on the ferry. We had to have enough miles, kilometres added up so that the ferry could move across to Wales. Right. Then he was back on foot again, and it was Wales to London. And then it was London across to northern France, Calais. Then into Belgium, down to Luxembourg. And as of this morning, he left Luxembourg and... The story continues. Wow, and that is all dependent upon actual um, traffic, if you like, on that site. Completely. Um, like, we've got people that are counting steps, um, that send me X amount of steps, and we convert that to miles of kilometres. We have a few runners that go out and they're doing their training that didn't have any races coming up because of COVID, and we're providing them with a distraction. Um, they can focus on this for 80 days. We give a one o'clock and a nine o'clock daily bulletin. So, you know, if you if you want a day off crunching the COVID numbers, you can look and you can look at Rover's numbers. <laughs> um, and it's very child-friendly as well, so we like to get the whole family involved. Like in my household, I do a lot of running. Mm. So if I can get out of the day when I'm off, if I can get out for a few miles in the morning, that's brilliant. Then the kids come in from school. We might do a mile of a walk with the kids. If there's, you know, if I have the four kids with me and me and my wife, suddenly you've six miles done, even yeah. though you've only walked a mile. You multiply it up for the amount of people. And so, speaking of numbers, uh, have you any idea what kind of numbers of people have actually become engaged with this so far, Alex? Um, yeah, I suppose we we have, we probably have about three or four people that are doing something um, every day, mm. um, that are out running miles every day. Then you get a few people that send you something maybe every three days but they're still doing something every day, but that passion will... I'll only have a better idea of numbers after kind of a, a few weeks, I suppose, because people people will engage... Some people will engage daily. Some people will send me figures at the end of a week. Um, so at the moment, we're very much building, um, building a following, I suppose. Um, every day, someone new kind of comes along and gets involved, which is brilliant. It sure is brilliant. And the rumour is that Rover, the virtual dog, as he heads towards London, he could be hooking up with some corgis down there. 
Yeah, he's been through London. Um, he wouldn't release any photos, but he <laughs> said, yeah, that he was he was in a an undisclosed location. And the same in Wales. He was he said he was at a castle with a few of the I'm a Celebrity bunch. But again, yeah, he sent back a very generic um, postcard. Uh, he wouldn't give us any photos with him doing a few miles at more. Right. Well, tell me, um, Alex, um, why the Irish Guide Dogs for the Blind? Um, I suppose back in 2014, I did my first big challenge and I split, it, I split it between the guide dogs and a local playground where I live in Balneen and a scheme that was being replaced and refurbished. And um, Being a fireman then, as a recruit in the fire brigade, we go into buildings that are designed to train us that are simulating houses and warehouses and factories. And suddenly you go in, it's dark, you wear a breathing apparatus, and you find maybe a stairwell on your left and you have to count the steps. You can't see anything, so you build this mental picture in your head. Um, so I suppose, you know, being from Cork, the guide dogs are located in yeah. Cork, their headquarters. So I suppose I was always aware of the guide dogs' existence and I was always, um, I would have always seen guide dogs out training, getting on buses and going into shops and took it for granted. And when I became a fireman, I suppose I thought a bit more about it. And then when I did my first challenge, I followed up with the guide dogs and I went to a national conference that they ran and there was people there that spoke about their um, encounters and what a guide dog meant to them and told us their personal stories. And I suppose I just continued then any challenge I did, I did it for the guide dogs and I met more people along the way and had a, a bigger insight. And I suppose I just realized more and more now you know, it's expensive to train a guide dog. And yeah. sadly, the government don't give a lot of funding towards it. There is something like 87,000 hours go into training a, um, a guide dog. And it all starts back when you um, select the mum and dad and the breeding lines to make sure that you're getting the best pedigree. And, you know, after that, then the love, the care, the attention, the one-to-one the -one training, um, training the visually impaired person or, you know, a person with autism, to, to bond and then the follow-up training veterinary um food bills you know it's, it's yeah. quite extensive yeah uh, we have a one of our volunteers gavin here his his um guide dog is called marvel and uh you know is very much part of the furniture around here and everybody uh you know wants wants to chat to marvel unfortunately since the restrictions they haven't been able to be in with us for a while but we certainly are aware firsthand at our station of of the value of the guide dogs it's a wonderful charity um, the minute the minute you said the word marvel to me i caught straight away the marvel comics and superhero yeah and, exactly and i think you know, that's that, where it comes from that's pretty much you know what the dogs do yeah it's brilliant. And in fairness, Alex, I know you're you're a modest man, but what you're doing is pretty superhero stuff as well. And I expect you're possibly feeling a bit lazy now getting everyone else to do the work for this one. Oh, I, I'm doing a bit behind the scenes, but uh, not to the same scale that I pushed myself before. I think I'm getting a bit older, a bit stiffer. <laughs> um, but, you know, in some, in some cases... It's, it's an avenue for me to get back into um, training at a higher level. You know, last year I was at a World Championships and then COVID came along this year and I had to stop training completely. And, you know, it, it felt quite stiff and quite hard to get out and get back training. And this is the first time, I suppose, that I've really engaged properly with training because uh, I'm using this as a purpose, as a goal to do training every day now again. 
So um, I'm hoping different people will find different things in this challenge for them. Well, it's, it's, it's a wonderful challenge and credit to you. Can you just repeat, Alex, maybe what you'd like people to do again? I mean, the, the, the address, facebook.com forward slash or backslash challenge, Alex. Um, it's facebook.com uh, backward slash challenge, Alex. If it doesn't work with backward slash, put in a forward one. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, if people, you know, if you go for your daily walk, if you're walking the kids to school, if you're bringing the dog for a walk, if you're in a, a job where you're on your feet a lot, count the steps, use an app on your phone. If you're going for a jog or a cycle, it all adds up. And, you know, there's there's no minimum, there's no maximum. If you send me a mile, it's a mile we move someone. If 10 people send me a mile, that's 10 miles yeah. collectively. You know, it's this, this challenge isn't really about, as I said, one person to the fore doing all the work. We want to get as many people involved as we can, and we want to have a bit of fun. And we want to give you, the, the viewer of the challenge, a say. We'll post questions like rovers in a certain location. Where should we send them next? You know, the most people that pick a location, we'll try to send them there. You know, it's very interactive. While we're saying the challenge is to get rover around the world, we're using around the world to mean 40,000 kilometers. So the countries he visits along the way, you know, doesn't really matter and he'll send back postcards along the way. It's brilliant. I love the concept. And, and also, if I can be slightly cheesy, I think that expression that we're all being asked, you know, we're all in this together. This is a lovely example of that, uh, Alex. And, and hopefully people will embrace that. Yeah, you know, it's an, it's an opportunity to clear your head, to get out, get a bit of exercise and um, hopefully improve our mental and physical health. You know, if people, like I understand not everyone's in a position to donate. We've all gone through a difficult year. And, you know, if you can't donate, that's okay. Come along and have some fun. Join the challenge. You okay. know, if, if there's people out there that can't afford to donate, the link will be on the Facebook page. And, you know, that'll be brilliant too. Your money will really count. OK, we're going to pass on this interview and we're also going to put it on our social media as well, Alex. Really, really a pleasure to speak to you and wish you all the very best. And uh, we will be keeping an eye on, on Rover's progress over the, the coming days. Thanks That's a million. Brilliant. I'm looking forward to your miles, Declan. OK, Alex, no pressure. Thank you very much indeed. A nice parting shot there from Alex O'Shea. And he sure is the running fireman. Wonderful story there. And uh, we will um, we'll remind you of that here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Going to take a quick break. We are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. It's Kilkenny today and still to come on the programme later on we'll be talking to Brian Tyrrell of Kilkenny Tourism about some of the innovations that the hospitality sector is making in Kilkenny in the light of all the restrictions and we'll also talk to Bishop Michael Burrows about his extraordinary tour that he's begun last uh, Friday and it's very much virtual as well. But let's catch up on Savour of course that uh, one of the key festivals in Kilkenny every single year and this year it's been very much virtual. Uh, Marion Flannery brought Maurice O'Connor up to date. Marion Flannery, I'm sure you just really, really highly and completely 100% and more endorse the whole shop local message. Absolutely, Morris. Good evening. How are you? I'm actually I'm just waiting, waiting on my lovely um, box of vegetables from Vincent Grace in Callan Riversfield Farm, which gets delivered to my door every week, and it's always delicious. <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, in fairness, I suppose um, Vincent Grace's produce is available around town anyway. I know I get it from um, Brian and Trina Fitzpatrick down there in the fruit and veg shop in uh, John's Green. That's and right. They always, they're always well stocked. Yes, up and I, I, I bumped into him the other day. I had to cross the street, a little green. Grass 
grocer um, uh, on Parliament Street. So yeah, best uh, the, the best of fruit and veg. Right. Yeah. So, um, Marianne, Saver Kenny 2020, obviously, like the October bank holiday came and went. We, of course, we couldn't have a physical saver. And, uh, you know, the town was all the worse for that. It's such a buzz around the parade and the various food trails and everything else that's going on and the demos and everything. Um, obviously, great disappointment to yourself. But you haven't let it kind of completely knock you for six. You no, Morris, we decided, well, obviously, we called it fairly early on because, as you and your listeners know, there's a, a massive amount of work that goes into actually putting that performance on on the parade over the bank holiday weekend um, uh, you know which sadly we didn't have this year you know as well as the, the, the two day market um, we would have about 80 events in venues all right across the city and county so obviously very sad that none of that could happen this year for obvious reasons but um, I guess the committee felt that they wanted to see what else we could do to kind of remain connected with our audience to give people something and uh, we came up with the idea to have a Saver Kilkenny online winter 2020 and we were able to do that with the support of Kilkenny County Council and Kilkenny Leo Local Enterprise Office who gave us some funding to kind of stay going and to put content together and to uh, try and put together a programme which we've promised people for 10 weeks why did I do that? For 10 yeah. weeks that we would um, bring things, all things food to people through our online channels. So through Facebook and through Instagram and also on Twitter, um, but mainly through video content. So we are frantically building a program um, and I'm delighted that the one and only Edward Hayden, who is obviously, you know, one of the great stalwarts of Saver Kilkenny, Edward, um, yeah. is, has been involved, I think, for probably 12, not more years of the 14 years of the festival and... Will, will, um, will Edward be launching it by whistling up some sort of nice, um, very quick dish from his own kitchen or how uh, beef stew for us, so uh, he'll, actually Edward will be on every every Wednesday evening at 7 and the title of his demo is Let's Cook Kilkenny, so each evening uh, each Wednesday evening for the next 10 weeks he will um, come on and share some of his favourite Kilkenny recipes with us and people can get their ingredients in advance and cook along with them if they feel like doing that, we'll be posting uh, all of the ingredients that people need um, that's Wednesday evenings Thursday evenings then at 8 o'clock we can all think about uh, food, wellness and hear from the lovely Linda and Jenny uh, from Bioga Nutrition in uh, Parliament Street. Linda and Jenny both appeared on our Saver stages last year and were a great hit and have some wonderful advice uh, through their wellness talks with us every Thursday at 8pm mm. so that's one to tune into. Uh, Friday now these presentations, Marion. They're just sorry to interrupt you, but they um, even though they're spreading out over ten weeks, which is obviously way longer than you'd uh, be able to have if you're having the festival in reality or in this usual format. But uh, I presume they'll all be uh, recorded and available for people to watch back whenever it suits them. If the, if the actual live time doesn't, if really the work live time doesn't suit, absolutely, they will be there. And actually, we'll have them all uploaded to our own YouTube channel, so they'll all they'll all be there and available and. Yeah, I suppose we're, we're, we're bravely, um, we've taken on to do 10 weeks and uh, I suppose it's, you know, it's, it's great that when we've reached out to the people that we would work with normally, uh, so many of them have come on board and said, yes, we'll get involved with you. So, um, 
We are featuring other cooking demos on Friday evenings at 7. And we're going a little bit national. Um, We are... Uh, reaching out to people that have come back to us already. Darina Allen is going to do a demo for us. Uh, Rory O'Connell is going to do a demo for us. Paul Flynn is going to do a demo for us. John Kelly from Mount Juliet is going to do a few demos for us. JP McMahon from Galway and Anir is going to do a demo for us. Uh, Jeannie Maltese is going to do a demo for us. No, so we've all these promises and we're, 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 yeah. we're dying to get the, the, uh, to hear what they're going to cook up for us. So that'll be Friday evenings at 7 o'clock. Mm. Um, we then moving into the weekend. Uh, we wanted to focus on children and we've two events for children uh, one is with Laura Gannon, who has that wonderful cafe um, patisserie uh, face two on on Kieran Street and cake face patisserie on in Irish Town, which I'm sure we you you as well yeah, as me love very know. much. Oh, um, yeah, uh, very innovative couple, Laura and Rory, and uh, we are going to have cake face with for kids with Laura every Sunday morning at ten o'clock. No, oh, that sounds like as if there's plenty of potential for a lovely mess. Absolutely, but you know what? What else would you be doing yeah. on a Sunday morning at 10 a.m. on a letting your kids loose with uh, a bowl and with ingredients and cook up a storm? So that uh, and actually for this Sunday you can have some tasty scones. I'm sure by about 11 o'clock. Uh, so for no, the kids no, that want to, kids and the adults that want to chew, tune in. Laura's doing some great recipes over over the period. Um, mm-hmm. We also have um, some wine tastings uh, on a Saturday evening at 8 o'clock. We're just in the middle of planning those and uh, hopefully doing that in conjunction with Kilkenny Lions Club. As you know, the Lions Club uh, every year have a great wine tasting yes, big wine sale, with the wine, wine centre. So we've raise, approached raise, both yeah, the wine centre. They a huge amount of money, don't they? Yes, and, and I suppose very difficult for them this year in that none of that stuff is happening. So we decided to put on our thinking cap to see how we could work with them, uh, have something interesting online and also raise some funding for a very worthy cause. So... Uh, Mark in the Wine Centre has very kindly come on board with us. We're planning, we don't have them finalised yet, but we're planning four wine tastings uh, each Saturday for the first four Saturdays of Savour Online where you can order your wine in advance. If you want to buy the wine, you don't have to buy the wine. Uh, there'll be two bottles of wine available, which if you're in Kilkenny City will be delivered to your door uh, for €25. Euros. And of that €25, euros, €6.50, euros which is 25%, will go to the Lions Club in Kilkenny for the oh, Christmas that's appeal. That's so that's very, I think very, that's, very generous for the, of the wine centre. That's centers. really generous. Absolutely. Very, very generous, yeah. So then yeah. you can uh, either choose... To to, to, to stash your wine away for Christmas or break yeah. them open on Saturday evening and that's if you uh, have the willpower Marianne <laughs> of course it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's November we're going to be really good um, yeah, and if you don't down. want to buy the wine that's fine too you can still tune into the wine tasting and you can make a donation through their GoFundMe yeah. page so yeah. I believe you're also you're also trying to have um, involving food producers now you mentioned Vincent Grace from Riversfield Farm earlier on um, how are they going to to be involved? We are putting together a series of savour stories. So uh, we've gone out to all our fabulous food producers across the county and uh, we are going to have online chats with them. 
Siobhan Dunne, who, who everybody knows, who's a great Kilkenny woman and uh, a farmer herself, originally from Lynch. Bennett's Bridge. Uh, Siobhan is going to be in conversation with Kilkenny farmers and producers to, I suppose, chat through what motivated them to get involved in food businesses, how the business is going, what the challenges are, you know, what they love about it, you know, what's their least favourite thing about it, and I suppose just life a little bit behind the scenes. So uh, we're in the process of planning all of those. Obviously, having 10 weeks gives us great scope to get out to chat to lots of people. We're hoping that um, when things ease a little bit after the 1st of December that we'll actually get out to chat to people in person and on their farms and in their production plants. So Yeah, that would, that would be great, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit challenging with... Fingers crossed to be able to do that. But it yeah. certainly, it, it kind of sounds like as if, you know, as we've talked over the last couple of weeks with local businesses about having to kind of reinvent themselves and which typically meant going online. But uh, it sounds certainly like as if Saver Kilkenny has completely reinvented itself and spread itself out and spread its wings in lots of ways that you mightn't have thought this time last year or certainly, um, yeah, around this time last year that you'd have to do for this year. Absolutely not, Morris. And I suppose, as you say, this kind of, sometimes you've just got to, Look at things from a different angle and see what you can do to still, you know, bring great food um, and interesting stories to people at home. And, you know, love it or not, we've all got to adjust to, you know, doing stuff online. And it is at the moment the only way to do it. So I think this will work really well. Um, we actually one really important um, series of events I have that we forgot to mention because I think right now everybody is beginning to, well, I don't know about you, but anybody who's in charge of a kitchen is beginning to think about Christmas and think about making Christmas a little bit easier. And you can tune in to Anne Neary. Anne is going to do a series of demos for us um, called Christmas Made Easy. Uh, where, you know, she's going to help everybody sort of think about Christmas and get prepared and they can tune in to Anne every Tuesday at 3 o'clock. A little bit frantic this week, trying to put everything together, but I'm sure as the weeks roll on we'll be absolutely brilliant at it, um, but I have no doubt that the inputs from everybody already, what we've seen has just been fantastic. Great. So, Sounds yeah. like a uh, great uh, programme of events anyway, and all up on saverkilkenny.com uh, The Voice of the Black and Amber Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. SaverKilkenny.com is where you can find uh, this year's Saver Festival running uh, over more days than cares. Marion Flannery cares to remember. And that was Marion speaking to our own Morris O'Connor. Uh, so you can SaverKilkenny.com. Keep up with it. You're tuned to Kilkenny today. And I'm Declan Gibbons. Hope you can stay with us f- until the end of the programme. A reminder, speaking of cooking, that uh, every Wednesday evening on a country road between 6 and 7, I'm sure... Mags Morrissey will be joining Pat Tracy uh, to give you something to look forward to as well as far as cooking and the C-word Christmas, which is just over a month away at this stage. Later in the programme, we'll be talking to Bishop Michael Burrows about his uh, Disestablishment 150 tour. That's coming up uh, a little bit later on, but I'm delighted to be joined on the phone now by Brian Tyrrell, who's the chairman of Kilkenny Tourism. Hello, Brian. Hi, Declan. Uh, good to talk to you, Brian. And wearing your Kilkenny tourism hat, a uh, few months in the in the gig at this stage. Yeah, Declan. Um, I I retired from uh, Kilkenny County Council in March, uh, <laughs> just as things began to deteriorate for the tourism industry. But uh, Kilkenny Tourism uh, wanted somebody to uh, stand in, I suppose, as chairman, while the trade guys were busy trying to, 
you know, protect their own businesses yeah. and get involved in their own businesses. So, uh, as with all the members of the board of Kilkenny Tourism Declan, everybody's a volunteer on it. Yeah. So I was happy to to give a bit of time to it to try to help out and keep the keep the ship on the on the seas um, as 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 well as possible for the for the few months. So I'm I'm doing it since March, but I've been involved in tourism. Uh, for a number of years uh, before that, Declan, and um, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm aware of the all the players and the trade in Kilkenny. Yeah, and the plans and 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 yeah. the strategies and all of that. So so all of that is at your fingertips, if you like, um, Brian. But this year, obviously, huge challenges. But I'd imagine, you know. It, it seems to me, and we'll talk about the specifics in a couple of months, but that the mm. hospitality industry in Kilkenny is is ready, and the minute the minute they get the green light, they will have um, products to offer that that will be appealing. Absolutely, Declan, and I suppose you know, in 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 put it in context, um, tourism uh, is worth about a hundred million euros to Kilkenny's um, um, annual um, you know economy. And it's that kind of level of, of I suppose, um, involvement in, 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 in all areas of Kilkenny, be the, the hospitality sector or it be crafts, arts, you know, everybody involved um, has a part to play in tourism. It's ingrained in what we do in Kilkenny. So it's a, it has been the most challenging year of all, uh, but the, it has given, the, I suppose, it has given people a chance to... to sit back and think about what the assets of Kilkenny are and the um, the trade, the hospitality trade itself has taken the time to say, sign up to things like Falls Ireland's COVID charter to make sure that people who are going to visit their establishments once we get back up and open uh, will do so in a safe manner and in an approved manner and it's I suppose the the uh, the yardstick is the, the COVID uh, safety charter mm. from Falls Ireland. So tell me about the actual products because the, the press releases and so on have been going out in the last few days to yeah. try and, and encourage people and obviously with the big season coming up. Yeah, and, and um, so so the like we are renowned for having uh, top-class uh, hotels, restaurants, uh, bars, gastropubs in Kilkenny and um, the members of Kilkenny Tourism uh, involved uh, like hotels like uh, Hotel Kilkenny, the Ormond, um, Lyrath, uh, Mount Julius, you know, they're all award-winning hotels within their own categories, and they have put together some packages, uh, Declan, um, and just, I want to, to, to plug the website because yeah, people will ask, please do. where is it? So it's just simply visit kilkenny.ie uh, and you'll get a link to all of those um, offers and uh, exclusives whether they be for staying or for having lunches or for having an afternoon tea with a bit of a twist to it. Um, and, you know, it'll give people in Kilkenny maybe a chance to support the local industry, but also a chance to uh, savour uh, some of the most, um, some of the best offers uh, around any part of Ireland. Yeah, and there are things, you know, so for a local audience, there are lots of things on offer, like, for instance, afternoon teas, etc., that you can avail of. And I, yeah. well, I, without wishing to sound decadent, Brian, I I have, uh, um, and when you have small children, and most people haven't been able to get away, but I have done in the past, actually stayed in hotels in Kilkenny, say, for a night away. And you know what? It's bliss, because it's lovely to be a tourist in your own town. 
absolutely. And I mean, it's you know, I mean, I know people talk about staycations and daycations and things like that, Declan, but it's amazing the number of people who maybe, you know, would enjoy uh, seeing parts of Kilkenny maybe uh, over a weekend that yeah. they haven't done before or people from, you know, um, north, south, east or west of Kilkenny who might not have seen uh, Kilkenny City as an option for their little weekend. Yeah. Uh, but there's a fantastic range uh, in Kilkenny. Uh, but in the city and county, like the Avalon, in Castle Comer, uh, Mount Julius, you know, th- there's there's places um, far and wide, Ballykeith for the distillery, yeah. you know, High Bank in Cuffs Grange, there's plenty of places to visit, as I said, with top quality offers available for people. Yeah, and on our doorstep that we drive past, uh, mainly drive, I think, I think if you're walking or cycling, you might yeah. stop and put your head in, but when we drive past and we just don't see them. Also, Brian, and, and I'm just conscious, I want to get included, but a number of businesses, I'm thinking the crafts and other businesses as well, are also working together to kind of, to create an online Christmas market. Can you tell me a bit about that? Yeah, again, um, Declan, the, the, the members of Kilkenny Tourism um, have banded together and uh, we've created an online retail platform. And our message to people from that is to bring a piece of Kilkenny to your home this Christmas. Uh, so it's from the craft sector, which again is as good as anything you'll find anywhere, whether it's Nicholas Moss or Jerpoint Glass or Cushendale. Um, it's an opportunity really to Kilkenny people to support the industries around the place and support their own local industry and by by purchasing a gift of value you know and a gift that they'll remember Um, and it really is a call to arms to people to support the local industries and the local crafts because um, it's our own people who are employed there you know and they need they need every bit of support they can get so visit kilkenny.ie there's a um, A tab on a Declan for the online Christmas festival. Um, it's broken down into experiences, vouchers, gifts for him and gifts for her, kids, um, special occasions. You know, there, yeah. there's there's something for everybody, and it really is, it really is a top class platform. It's it's a it's as good again as anything that's available online, and it'll be. I think it'll be um, it'll be uh, an eye opener for some people to see the range. Uh, of gifts that are offering on offering Kilkenny this Christmas. Yeah, I I have seen it, but I think we'll put we'll put the link on our own website and on our own social media, Terrific. Brian, because it, it is wonderful and it's there and and I think this is great because it has pulled together all the things that are there, but just to have, have them in one place. Yeah, and and to, to anybody going on on that website will find something uh, to suit their pocket or their purse, uh, and they'll find you know something um, as I say of value. And it'll it'll give people a, a bit of an insight into the to the quality of product that's available in Kilkenny, Declan. Yeah, Brian. Finally, and I'd I'd love to chat for longer, but finally, uh, have you caused? Can you find it in your heart to be optimistic at the moment for the for the industry? Yeah, I can, uh, Declan. I can, and, and I, I'm I'm um, I know of, of a certain age, but um, I, I'm I'm certain that uh, this this vaccine is going to be a game changer. That's my view on it. I've been following uh, developments and I do know that our businesses are, um, you know, they're, they're, they're ready uh, for to, to, to welcome people back again. And I think that the, towards the, say, after the first quarter of 2021, um, I think we'll be back um, to a fair extent. Um, 
but always in safety and always in compliance with the various uh, national guidelines, Declan, but where I think Kilkenny is willing and able and ready uh, to, to welcome people back in 2021. That's a good message. Brian Tyrrell, Chairman of Kilkenny Tourism, thanks for talking to me and the very best luck to you and everybody involved uh, for the coming months. I know it'll be needed, but we wish it to you anyway. Thanks very much, Declan. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's Brian Tyrrell. And visit kilkenny.ie is the website. And if you have any queries about that, you can contact us as well. And we will set up those links. You're tuned to Kilkenny today on Community Radio Kilkenny City. I'm Declan Gibbons. Uh, we'd love to hear from you on 086-353-7782. Going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll be talking to Bishop Michael Burroughs. We are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. You're tuned to Kilkenny today on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Bishop Michael Burroughs, Bishop of Cashel Ferns and Ossery, and I think Lismore and uh, Bishop Michael Burroughs, as I said, on the line. Uh, Bishop, you've got, uh, you're very welcome, but you've got a very innovative project underway at the moment. Maybe you'd tell us well, a little bit about all, it. Good, good evening once again, always uh, good of you to have me on. And um, yes, um, uh, one of the things I, I love to do every few years is to uh, take a trip around all the churches in this uh, very large Church of Ireland diocese, seven counties across the southeast, there's 150 churches, and kind of meet people over a vast area and bind them together, perhaps in a common charitable purpose. And I was going to visit all 150 this year to commemorate the 150th anniversary of the year of the disestablishment. I might come back to that in a minute of the Church of Ireland in 1870 and I was going to talk in 150 places about um, events in each of the years, in one by one in each of the years since 1870 as they affected Irish history and the Church of Ireland a kind of reeling in the years thing and I hope that people might sort of sponsor me a bit in this uh, so that we could raise money for um, some women's literacy projects with which we're involved in the diocese but inevitably I can't go around the seven counties now, we can't go more than five kilometres from home so I'm doing it all online at the moment and um, that may in the end of the day draw more people into the journey virtually than uh, I would ever have done in reality. Yeah, and and one of my earlier guests today was was is doing a challenge trying to go around the world uh, in eighty days, but getting other people to run a certain distance, and seems to be getting a lot of traction with that. But we'll we'll come back to the the fundraising bit in the moment. But I mean, you came up with this concept, I think, over a year ago. I was captivated by the notion um, because you know I think you've a track record of coming up with novel projects, as you said, every couple of years. But to actually visit. 150 places and the challenge if I can can put it out there is is to obviously you're going to say a few words in every place but to ask the people in the given place to try and raise 150 euro well, and 150 euro isn't a lot for any one place well that was the original idea I was kind of playing on the number 150 150 years 150 churches 150 euro um Obviously, I can't do it now, literally. Uh, people are certainly welcome to donate online, and if they follow me on our diocesan um, Cashel Ferns and Ossery website or on our Cashel Ferns and Ossery Facebook pages, they'll have uh, clear ways of donating online if they if they like. Um, I'm not 
pressing the financial side so much of it now, although the charitable purposes are important, uh, because I realise the pressure individuals and parishes are under in all sorts of economic ways, although you know the poverty of the developing world never, never goes away. But I still want to do something, even in this pandemic year when we're so otherwise distracted, I still want to do something uh, to mark the 150th anniversary of uh, the Church of Ireland, uh, this establishment, which may seem an arcane and remote event, but in that year, the Church of Ireland, which was previously a state church, yeah. and although it was a minority church, was sort of um, the, received kind of official government endowment in that old world of the 19th century and beforehand. Uh, in that year, thanks to Gladstone, the Liberal Prime Minister, the Church of Ireland was disestablished, freed from state, state control, uh, allowed to be authentically itself and to chart its own future. It was liberated really from a false position and in the years after 1870 it very much uh, took hold of itself and how it wished to contribute to Irish society, how it wished to govern itself, how it wished to elect its bishops, all that sort of thing. And in many ways the years after disestablishment kind of moulded uh, the atmosphere that we still have in the Church of Ireland and I thought this is worth commemorating and I always love a bit of amateur history and so thinking about events in each of the years from 1870 to the present I thought would be an interesting challenge too. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I won't go into it in, in detail now, but I know I've seen some of what you've written about the disestablishment and, you know, others at the time might have been forgiven for thinking it was an imposition, but, but you, you do genuinely believe that disestablishment was a liberating factor well, for your church. Well, I suppose the benefit of hindsight, yeah. and obviously those who were around at the time, very many of them were fearful as to whether the Church of Ireland could survive at all, whether when it became a voluntary organisation dependent on the generosity of its own members, that it was sustainable as a minority church. But look, the Church of Ireland came through as well and proved its capacity to govern and to support itself. And I think 99.9% uh, .9 of the members of the Church of Ireland now would be mightily thankful that Mr Gladstone, to use his own phrase, liberated us from a false position. Um, obviously, there are other churches in um, Europe which retain an official state connection. The Church of England is an, is an obvious example. Mm. It's, it's not the only one. It has been a tradition of some, for example, of the uh, Nordic and Scandinavian countries too. But as I say, 1870 was the year when the Church of Ireland, notwithstanding the fears of the people of the time, um, in a way discovered itself and was free to be itself. Yeah, and uh, it's fascinating. But to get back maybe to, to the tour, Bishop, yep. it officially started last Friday, which or Thursday, which was the 12th of November. That's right, right, I'm doing it over. I, I can't do it entirely over consecutive days because yeah. of other commitments, but it's over a number of days from mid-November to mid-December. And as I say, all the details of the various days I'm doing it are on our online platforms. And uh, I'm just trying to... Um, in an online format in heart and mind go to all those 150 places over the southeast and both say a few words about the particular building I'm 
virtually visiting and then as I say offer a reflection on one of the years since 1870 so we travel all the way from disestablishment to the present oddly enough it got harder to write the nearer the present I got <laughs> it's easy to write fairly objectively about the events of the 1870s and 80s and choose things that you'd like to talk about when you get into your own lifetime writing contemporary history and interpreting recent things and uh, reflecting on things you lived through becomes a much greater challenge in terms of selectivity and objectivity so I'll be interested in what people make of one's sort of analysis more up to the present moment. And obviously the sensitivities of those that are still around well, absolutely. It becomes much. It's much easier to talk about people who. Uh, what is the famous saying that um, you can't, as it were, you can't de- you can't defame the dead, but you can certainly defame the living. Not that I intend to do that. I stress, but um, one has to remember when when one puts things online, they're there for all to see and kind of there forever. So you have to make sure that what you say is reasonably accurate and reasonably fair. Yeah, and has there been much engagement, Bishop? I'd imagine there must have been, obviously, with the with the people that are involved in each of the 150-odd places. Well, we've only had a couple of days of it so far, and I think the level of engagement has been good. And, of course, the engagement in this context now um, stretches far beyond these shores. I even had a, a friend in Australia who was um, sort of watching it very late at night when it was the morning here and uh, enjoying his Irish connections and, and the context stuff and of course we're also conscious of this not being able to come home from for Christmas this was uh, in a curious way a comforting journey through extremely uh, familiar terrain where he'd grown up yeah lovely um so it is captivating people's imagination hopefully and and I know you're not putting all the emphasis on on the fundraising but it would be nice if people got involved and supported it and it's the the website is the is the principal way to do that that's right and the facebook page for 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 casual ferns and ossery and um, which of course you can easily access via via google yeah. and um, just to stress the purpose of the fundraising in so far as it's part of the package as it were yeah. i always think that this is establishment gave the church freedom to chart its future and in today's world and this is a drum I've beaten before people who most need the freedom to chart their futures are women in poorer countries who need the gift of literacy in order to be able to take their own lives in hand and to make their own decisions and uh, as with a similar exercise I did like this in the past the fundraising purpose of this is to try to raise money for some partner organisations we have in the Church of Ireland who are working in a number of countries on the African continent like Ethiopia and Burkina Faso uh, to support projects that empower women through the gift of literacy And that's really important and it's really contemporary. And to give two examples of how important the gift of literacy is for women, um, if you're trying to look after your children and the doctor says you should give them medicine, it's not very helpful if you can't read what the instructions say on the packet or on the box and uh, you might make a mistake or you might be afraid to give them the medicine at all. And the other thing that somebody once said to me, uh, it was a very powerful thought, especially for someone like me who's a bit politically mind us um there's not much point a woman having the vote if she can't read what it says on the ballot paper 
yep. and needs a man to, as it were, talk through it. And um, so uh, the empowerment of women through uh, the gift of literacy has enormous significance. And women, of course, have a particular capacity to share the investment of education that is given to them with their children. Yep, it's a lovely uh, concept to leave us with. Bishop Michael Burrows, thank you very much. We will be promoting that over the, the coming weeks and we wish you the ber- very best of luck with it. And, okay, thank you very much. And indeed. I'm sure we'll be talking um, yeah. between now and Christmas. Thank you. Thanks, Bishop. That's Bishop Michael Burrows. And that is our programme for today. Thank you very much indeed. I hope you enjoyed some or all of it. Uh, thanks to Bishop Michael Burrows, to Brian Tyrrell, the Chairman of Kilkenny Tourism, Marion Flannery, speaking to Morris O'Connor earlier, and to Alex O'Shea, the running fireman, uh, to Anne Nolan, who produced the programme, and most of all, thanks to you for listening. For me, Declan Gibbons, I'll say bye-bye, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM.